Good evening and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLocal and follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Tonight's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit RockAuto.com. On tonight's episode, we will be doing a couple of off-topic things. I originally thought about doing a Pacific Division off-season review, but to be honest, it's a little bit boring and grindy talking about the same usual off-season crap that a lot of other people are covering. We will return to that coverage, but I feel like it would be fun to take a little bit of a break and do some fun sort of diversion-y kind of stuff. I was talking with some of my colleagues in a group DM about, you know, stuff that we could cover, and one topic that came up was talking about some of the scariest mascots in the league, and I thought it would be fun to do a little bit of a team-by-team review for some of the mascots in the NHL. Those of you who know me also may know that I am a jersey buff, and we also have a couple of brand new alternate jerseys that are coming out this season. Supposedly, the theme is like reverse retro or something, which takes original designs from earlier in the franchise's history and then reverses the colors. Supposedly, the jerseys are only going to be worn a couple of times throughout the season, so we won't have to see too many of them, but I thought I'd critique at least a couple of the ones that have leaked so far. But before we talk about jerseys, let's get to reviewing some of the NHL's famous mascots. And we'll start with Winnipeg's own mascot, Mickey Moose. I don't really care for Mickey Moose. I feel like this is, yeah, it is a little bit of a tribute to the old Manitoba Moose. And I could definitely see why Mickey continues to be popular. But I feel like of the mascots, he's just not one that really sticks out. I feel like in some ways the connection to the moose is is still there, especially historically speaking for the team, but I, I don't know that people necessarily associate Mickey Moose with the Jets, right? It's not something where immediately this mascot stands out and you know him almost right off the bat. I think for Winnipeggers, he's definitely a minor little icon just because of, again, all of the team's history that exists there. But, I don't know, the name kind of strikes me as, uh, you know, slightly derivative in some ways, and, and obviously Mickey Moose is, is going to be one of those characters that kind of toes the line for Disney copyright infringement kind of stuff, which I always think is really funny. If I have to rate it on a scale out of 10, I'm going to give Mickey Moose like a 6, because he's definitely, you know, I gotta, I gotta give him a biased fan score, but I also can't really give him much more than a 6, because he's sort of an average mascot, it exists, it's not really anything super interesting or, or cool to write home about. Up next, we're going to do Al the Octopus, and yeah, I mean, it's an octopus, it's kind of weird. Detroit definitely has this weird thing with the mascot, and of course, Al has been around forever. I don't know if they've ever actually had somebody get inside of a suit that's shaped like Al the Octopus. I thought it would be really funny if they did, because I can't imagine somebody trying to waddle around with one of those things, you know, all eight little tentacles going around trying to move across the ice. I think people have thrown octopi on the ice, or, or even maybe just squid. But Al, of course, is always hung from the rafters. He is nothing if not unique. I mean, there's definitely not many octopi that exist in the NHL. So congrats to Al for earning like a solid 7 out of 10 for just existing. Up next, we've got Nordy from the Minnesota Wild. And I don't really know what Nordy is. Apparently, the description says that he's some kind of wild animal born in the north woods of the Iron Range. And no one actually knows what he is. He looks like some kind of like a, a big cat crossed with, I don't even know, like a saber-toothed tiger or something, but also given like a cartoon face. 
I don't really know if, if Nordy has any particular identifiable characteristics. They said he embodies the northern spirit or something. I don't know what that means either. I'm going to have to give him like a 5 out of 10, man. Like, Nordy is just not really doing it for me. It definitely exists, but, uh, you know, I don't really know that I could identify it off the top of my head. I actually didn't even know Nordy until just now, which I think tends to be how people view the Minnesota Wild. Actually, a surprisingly good team with a much brighter future than you'd think, but, again, Nordy, not really all that distinctive. Our next mascot hails from the very hated rivals of the Minnesota Wild, Colorado, and this mascot is Bernie the St. Bernard. And Bernie is, I mean, I like dogs, right? Bernie's kind of neat. Uh, he definitely looks a little realistic, which is kind of scary. Since I can't really give a good pupper anything lower than a 10, he gets a 10 out of 10. Bernie is definitely a good pup. We know that he's going to be a great dog. And he wins one of the top mascot awards, even if it's just a dog. I can't give a dog lower than a 10. I'm sorry. That's just how I am. Also hailing from the Central Division, we have Chicago with Tommy Hawk. And I, I don't even know where to go with this one. Yeah, I, I don't really care for this mascot in particular. You know, Chicago tried to make a really funny pun with Tomahawk and a hawk. I guess the price of winning a bunch of cups, aside from getting really old and having a lot of contracts on the books, is to have a very unexciting, kind of weird mascot. So, uh, Tommy Hawk gets a 3 out of 10 for me. Out of the Atlantic Division, we're starting to get to some more animal-y and also kind of strange ones. We've got Spartacat from the Ottawa Senators. Spartacat's got a funny name, kind of a funny looking animal too. Like it's it's somewhere between like a lion and gritty, but I'm not really sure which it's supposed to be. I also wouldn't want to be left alone in a dark alley anywhere near Spartacat because I feel like I'd end up on the news either on a missing persons report or somebody's, you know, ritually sacrificed me in an alley. Spartacat looks a little too excited to eat you, so you know, I gotta give this one like a solid six out of ten. It's a solid mascot, but you also worry if it's gonna kill you. Another Ontario-based team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, have Carlton the Bear, and it's just it's just a white bear. That's all it is. It's Carlton. I don't really know where to go with this one. I guess it gets like a 5 out of 10. It's just perfectly average. Nothing particularly exciting. Carlton doesn't really stand out. I guess he is a little bit more distinctive than Mickey Moose or something. I don't really know. I'd probably still stick with Mickey Moose because at least Mickey Moose gets like a cool little pilot's helmet. Carlton just kind of exists. And then, you know, also from uh, from the nice little Atlantic division, we have Blades the Bruin. And I don't really care about the Bruins that much. This is just, again, another bear-looking thing. I don't really know if I, I have a particular opinion. He kind of seems like a 5 out of 10 mascot. Again, just sort of average, not that exciting. I, obviously, people will say, oh, you know, Bernie the Bernard, it's just a St. Bernard. How can you give Bernie a 10 out of 10 and give Blades and Carlton the Bear 5 out of 10s? And I say to you, have you ever walked up to a bear and said, good boy or good girl, 10 out of 10. No, obviously not. You don't you don't walk up to bears and give them hugs or give them belly rubs or pets because they want to tear your arms off. If the mascot is based on an animal I can reasonably pet without dying and I enjoy petting that animal, yeah, it's going to get a 10 out of 10. Them's the rules. I admittedly did make them up, but you are just going to have to play along on this one. We've covered some of the more generic mascots so far, but up next we're going to take a look at some more aquatic ones and then some of the stranger mascots that people just want to forget exist because no one knows why they do. They have a bizarre appearance that maybe frightens young children, and personally I see at least one of them in my nightmares. But before we get to some of the more frightening mascots, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about tonight's title sponsors at rockauto.com. When it comes to buying automotive replacement parts, figuring out what you need and how much to spend can be a real pain in the butt. 
Do you wish there was a one-stop shop that was easy and safe to use? Then look no further than rockauto.com. The fine folks at rockauto.com have over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry. Their website is easy to use and intuitive, allowing you to sort and filter by make, year, and model of your vehicle, as well as a price range so you get the exact parts you need at the prices you want. Whether you're looking for a new engine control module or a floor mat replacement after you drop that greasy taco on the last one, rockauto.com is sure to have what you need in stock. And best of all, you could save anywhere from 20 to 50% off retail brick-and-mortar in-store pricing. Why head to an auto parts store when you can shop and get exactly what you need at great prices with rockauto.com? When you place an order, be sure to write locked on in the how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. When I wake up every day, I kind of wonder to myself, man, what kind of walls are going to face me today? It can be a little bit daunting to think about all of the duties and responsibilities that await you and I every morning. But if you're looking for a Kickstarter to break down those walls, the fine folks at Built have a brand new solution. Built Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink. Made with all natural ingredients, a touch of honey, a little bit of caffeine, and none of the caffeine crash. Whether you need to kick down a mental or a physical wall, Built Go is there for you every day. Built Go comes in convenient one and a half ounce packages that you can store just about anywhere. Whether you need to take it on the hike, to your office, or even the golf course. It's also a perfect pre-workout supplement and comes loaded with collagen-based protein, beta-alanine, B3, honey, a little bit of caffeine, B6, and B12. So you can get hours of wall-busting energy. Bilko comes in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. To get started, visit bilko.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at bilko.com. Let's go! Welcome back to this special edition of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast. Right now, we are reviewing NHL mascots on the kind of urging of uh, some of my colleagues at the other Lockdown affiliate podcasts. I've been doing some reviews of some Central Division mascots, a couple more, and now we're going to take a look at some of the more unusual mascots and even some of the aquatic-based ones. We'll start with the pretty straightforward ones, including San Jose's Sharky, and, and Sharky is he's just a shark. I mean, there's nothing really surprising about Sharky, right? It's a shark for a San Jose Sharks team. I guess Sharky is technically uh, cute or something. I don't really know. It's it's just a shark, man. And I, I got to give it like a 5 out of 10. There's not a whole lot of creativity, but at least it looks friendly and inviting. I'm sure the kids love getting to shake hands with a shark that doesn't want to bite their hand off. Out of Vancouver, you've got Finn the Whale, who is a killer whale that surprisingly doesn't kill anyone. Although, the smile on Finn is a little bit scary, not gonna lie. All that said, it is kind of a cool mascot. You don't really see many killer whales getting nods as mascots or even logo representatives. So I'm gonna give Finn like a 7.5. Pretty cool mascot, kind of unusual, a little bit quirky, and just a little bit of a hint of intimidation because you know that killer whales can turn on a dime. On the more frightening end of the spectrum for mascots, we've got Harvey the Hound out of Calgary. Now, I said earlier, if it's a dog, I was going to auto-award it a 10 out of 10, but Harvey's not really a dog you can really find on the streets. He's got the super long tongue, it's a little bit scary, and Harvey just seems like... I don't know, somebody kind of got really creative, maybe a little bit too creative, and came up with like a Looney Tunes dog. I'm going to give Harvey the Hound like a 6 out of 10 because it is a very distinctive, unique mascot, but it also kind of terrifies me in a way that I don't really know how to describe. Harvey, though, is definitely not as scary as this next one from Montreal, Yuppie. I don't even know what Yuppie is supposed to be. It just looks like an extremely hairy man, and I think he's substituted wearing pants for some kind of layer of orange fur. 
I'm not a real fan of this one. It looks like Yuppie would absolutely be the kind of mascot that comes to life and starts murdering people. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of costumed characters are always very scary, but Yuppie is kind of on a different level because you can't even really see any distinguishing features. It's just like a couple of eyes with a little bit of a face, and the rest is just buried behind fur. Gotta give this one like a 3 out of 10 because Yuppie just doesn't really have a personality, so all it is is kind of a horrifying sight. Now, another orange-covered fur-based mascot thing that definitely has won over the hearts of NHL fans and non-fans alike is Gritty from the Philadelphia Flyers. Gritty, for some reason, should not be working. I mean, like, he, he is a legitimately scary mascot. He is absolutely just a wall of fur, uh, even, like, long, stringy fur with a pair of eyes and a huge smile. But for some reason, Gritty seems to have more of a personality than most of these other mascots. Gritty is, is apparently a very unique one in that he's got a social media presence, it's very active, and it kind of seems like the Flyers picked up on the fact that Gritty is now a bit of a cult hero, and so the, the social media accounts and interactions with other fan bases, other mascots, you name it, Gritty's probably been on a video somewhere, it just seems to have built this mythos around him. I'm going to give Gritty a 10 out of 10 because he's defied all of the odds to become the NHL's most clear and present frontrunner as top mascot. Another top mascot that is actually based around my area and that I always enjoy seeing is Slapshot from the Washington Capitals. It is a very patriotic eagle that wears a Cool Caps jersey and apparently rides an ATV onto the ice. If that doesn't scream freedom and America, I don't really know what else does. Slapshot kind of has his own personality too. He's a fun mascot and one that I definitely like seeing at some of the functions and events. And also, seriously, riding an ATV onto the ice is like the coolest intro I could possibly imagine for not just a mascot, but just about anyone. Slapshot gets an 8.5 out of 10 for me. On a sort of bird-related note, we've got their hated rivals from Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh came up with Iceberg the Penguin. Iceberg just looks like somebody was designing a penguin and got a little bit lazy and, and came up with this weird cartoony looking thing that I guess gets like a solid 6 out of 10. It's not terrible. I also have to give a little bit of credit because Iceberg was at one point a movie star. I think in the 1980s it was, I, I want to say it was Sudden Death with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think that's what the movie's called. Sudden Death or Sudden Impact, something like that. If I recall correctly, whoever was in the Iceberg costume ended up being a villain and Jean-Claude Van Damme had to fight Iceberg somewhere inside the stadium so that's pretty funny the last mascot we will cover this episode is going to be a brief one and this is sparky the dragon from the new york islanders i honestly have no idea what a dragon has to do with the islanders or long island in general somebody's going to have to explain that one to me because i've never seen a dragon as part of any of their promotional materials you'd have to think that a dragon probably would have been something that the vegas golden knights came up with but instead we get sparky in new york and i guess that's just the thing that happens six out of ten for it being a dragon and kind of neat looking but you know, minus four out of 10 because I can't really figure out what it has to do with the Islanders. That's going to wrap up our current batch of NHL mascot reviews. We will cover more on our next episode and hopefully we find ones that don't absolutely frighten me and haunt my dreams. But up next, we'll take a look at a couple of new jersey designs that are upcoming for the season that I think will haunt my closet a little bit. Welcome back to this episode of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed all of the roasting I've done of the NHL's mascots. There have been a few standouts and also some really bad standouts. And speaking of standouts, we actually have a couple of standout new designs for NHL jerseys, although some of them stand out again in the wrong way like some of their mascot brethren. The NHL this season has opted for what they call the retro reverse design, which is like taking an old retro style from earlier in a franchise's history and reversing the color scheme, which, you know, in theory sounds all right. 
We've had a few leaked designs though, and I have to say that I'm a little bit mixed on a couple of these jerseys. The first one that I got to see today was Pittsburgh with this weird, I, I don't know, it's not really weird, it's just sort of plain. It's one of their older jerseys that used to have the diagonal Pittsburgh uh, lettering across the entire stomach and chest, but they reversed the colors to have most of the jersey look white with some black and yellow striping. It's not like ugly or anything, it's just not really distinctive. I mean, nothing screams particularly interesting or enticing, especially if you're looking to add a new jersey to your collection. It just sort of seems like it's there, and that's about all I can say about it. The Rivals Philadelphia Flyer jersey is actually a lot more interesting. I think the Flyers came up with a design from, I want to say, the 70s or 80s, and they made the body instead a really deep orange, which I think was a reversal of the black, and then the black has now occupied sections of the sleeve. I would say that not every part of this jersey works for me. I feel like there's a little bit of uh, too much orange in it. I don't know how to describe it. It just feels a little bit heavy because some of the colors kind of clash. I know that that's probably the intention, but as far as I'm concerned, it may be a little bit too much. It's all right, though. It's not bad. It definitely stands out a lot more than the Penguins jersey, and I did see that they were talking about wearing these potentially against rival teams. So I'd imagine that if these two teams face off against each other, we're going to see a reverse retro matchup. Hilariously, Vegas already has their own third jersey. I don't think that this is a reverse retro style. It does look like it is an inverse color scheme, but I, I can't say that it's reverse retro because A, this team hasn't been around that long, and B, I don't really know if it reverses any particular color scheme other than yellow and gold. It's just not all that appealing, especially in light of some of the other jerseys that they've worn, and there's also a ton of glitter on it, so I could imagine that that's going to get in places that some players find uncomfortable. What is of more interest is that it does sound like Vegas is in fact getting its own retro reverse jersey and this one again because the team is relatively recent is is not exactly a huge departure from some of their other jerseys but this time what they did was they took a uh, a base jersey that's Vegas and they color it red for the most part with some black and gold striping and then the shoulder crest replaces the uh, the main Knights logo they've swapped places with the shoulder crests now being the helmet and the main I guess chest area having the uh, the cross swords logo or whatever it is Again, the jersey is, like, fine. I guess it would look better in person. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the Drummondville Voltiger jerseys, which I think look very classy, very cool. It's a similar design, but I think Voltigers have generally done it better. I'll hold my tongue, though, until I see them on ice. Sometimes jerseys end up looking a lot better in person than they do just from, you know, artist renderings and early images. The Flames are also bringing back some of their own retro jerseys, and I feel like it's really hard to get retro jerseys wrong. I think when it comes to, you know, throwbacks and stuff, Calgary has plenty of great designs. Some of their third jersey designs have been less well-received. I remember a couple of seasons ago, they used to have this one that had a, uh, a bit of Calgary scripting on the front, which people didn't really care for. I don't know why. I thought it was a very cool-looking jersey, but a lot of people felt it didn't look all that appealing, so I don't know what that's about. I thought it was fine. The new retro jerseys are going to be nice. I think Calgary just doesn't really have any bad designs. They would actually have to try and find a jersey design that I dislike, because for the most part, Calgary just always looks clean. I don't know what it is about their styles that they pick, but they've always been good. It kind of makes me wonder what Winnipeg will do for their jerseys. Maybe they go for the WHA days and, and reverse the uh, some of the more 80s and 70s style jerseys that they used to wear. You know, they kind of have done similar concepts already with the heritage style, so I could imagine that a reverse retro Jets jersey is going to be very nice looking. It's certainly going to be better than the Aviator 3rds. 
Aside from like the Aviator jersey, Winnipeg hasn't missed on a design for me yet. The rest of their alternative jerseys and winter classic styles have all been really nice. Hopefully, whatever design they pick next maybe pays a little bit of a tribute to Dale Halverchuk. I know that they are talking about adding a new patch for not only the 10th anniversary of the current franchise, but of course they uh, they have Chucky's number on there too. Let me know what designs you would want to see the Jets do a reverse color scheme of, and if you have any particular suggestions, send me a photo and maybe I'll talk about it on the stream. For tonight, though, that's going to do it. As always, thank you so much for listening. And before you log off, be sure to check out the Locked On National podcast hosted by Sarah Avampato. Have a great night and go Jets go.